Are you stuck in a rat race of schedules, to-do lists, and other people's priorities? Maybe you can't even remember when the last time you felt fully engaged with your body, your mind, and your surroundings. If this resonates with you, then you are in the right place. I am Susan Sanders, and I'm here to teach you about sustainable productivity. Each week, I'll be coming to your ears with lessons to create a life that you can fully engage with. Some weeks will be bite-sized moments of inspiration and sharing. Other weeks will include guests and more in-depth looks at doing the right things in a way that you can maintain over time. Let's get started. Welcome to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Sanders. Today, we're talking about gift giving, which will include a few suggestions as well as principles to guide your giving. Before we get into that topic, we'll start with this week's glimmer. A glimmer is the opposite of a trigger. It's something small that happens that brings you joy, contentedness, peace, or gratitude. I believe those glimmers confirm that we are on the right track towards making life sustainably productive. You may miss them or not trust them at first because you are used to feeling churned up and on fast forward. Let's cultivate these glimmers so you can trust your instinct in finding small things or adjustments that create a life we don't feel like running away from. Cultivating them will help these small moments reveal themselves to you more often. Today's glimmer is saying yes to the millionth dog walk of the day, even when I don't want to. (laughs) We're averaging about eight miles of dog walking every day since we got Phoebe, our puppy. The first walk is easy because it's always part of our routine. We just extended it by an extra mile. We also did an afternoon or evening walk before we got Phoebe, but now we always get three walks in, sometimes a fourth. We have a lot of routes, so that's fine, but I am tired of walking and spending so much time doing it. But the time I get to listen to audiobooks or talk with my husband, Paul, has been a real glimmer along some of these long walks. And when Phoebe falls asleep on my chest, exhausted from the walks, it's totally worth it. It's the reframing that has been the glimmer for me. On to the topic at hand, Sustainable Sue's Guide to Gifts and Gift Giving. If you're listening to this episode in real time, we just finished Black Friday, today is Cyber Monday, tomorrow's Giving Tuesday, Small Business Saturday is coming up, I think, and of course, the purpose of the holidays is to give a perfect gift, right? So let's get to it. Well, (laughs) no, that is not right. That is not what is going to bring you sustainably productive results. First, I want to talk about the principles of sustainable productivity as it relates to gift giving. This is going to be a discussion that might not be for little ears, so you might want to pop in some earbuds for this episode. Step one is to consider the existing situation and decide what works and what does not work. This could relate to your budget, your list of who to buy for, how you handle stockings or Hanukkah night gifts, whether Santa gives the big gift or that comes from the parents. It's not just the gifts themselves, it's what surrounds it. Break down whether this works or not into the two sustainable productivity questions. One, is this productive? Am I getting the result I want? And two, is this sustainable? Can I continue this long term if I want to? Here are a few examples of how this might play out. Example one, 
you consider your existing situation, for example, last Christmas, and see that you overspent your budget by so much that it took you four months into the new year before you paid off your Christmas credit card bill. This is not sustainable. Financial stress, fiscal burnout, if you will, is not a long-term solution. Example two, when looking at the list of what you gifted last year, the presents you gave, you're reminded how frazzled you were buying gifts for cousins you only see at Christmas. You don't really know them that well, so you didn't know what to buy them, so you ended up with a generic gift that felt like more of a placeholder than something thoughtful. And honestly, you're kind of grumpy that they took up space in your budget. Then when you got an equally generic gift in return from them, the whole exercise just seems silly and superficial. This is not productive. Buying gifts because you should or in case someone buys you something is unlikely your intention behind gift giving. Only you know that for sure. Now is the time to make that call so you can make adjustments to this year's gift giving. The gift I want to give you is a permission slip to give yourself a damn break this year. I don't want this episode to just compound the problem and you have a holiday season that's not productive, not sustainable, and now you're hyper aware of all the ways that it's that and you continue to beat yourself up. Take a deep breath or listen to some of the breathing exercises from episode 38. I'll link that again in the show notes. You have permission to just observe this year without making changes. You might want to jot down notes in your planner or in an email to future you. Noticing and acknowledging with external words, written or verbally, external, not just what's in your head, that could be your small adjustment. That's fine. Celebrate that small observation. Breathe. And I'm going to include some specific gift ideas. So let's pivot onto those. I wanted to make this the launch of my Amazon affiliate links, but alas, turns out Sustainable Sue is too small of a business yet for Amazon to acknowledge. I'm going to link to these ideas, but Maybe next year, it'll be a way that you can support the Sustainable Sue business. In the meantime, if you would share the podcast with a friend, that would be the best gift I could ask for right now. The more subscribers we have, the more likely sponsors and affiliates like Amazon will support us, which will increase the longevity of the Sustainable Sue business. So on to gift ideas. I'm going to highlight a few items in each dimension of sustainable productivity. We'll start with the first dimension, health and fitness. Just a refresher that the components here are sleep, exercise, nutrition, stress, and rest. The first gift idea is a Bluetooth headband. It's a headband with um, like earbud pads in it that wirelessly connect to your phone. Some people use it for exercise, but I use it for sleep some nights. Usually I'm okay falling asleep right away, but... Either I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night or the puppy's got to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and then boom, I'm awake. And I don't know about you, but sometimes the monkey mind when I'm trying to fall back asleep is so dang loud. (laughs) The voices in my head just keep me awake. Listening to something helps quiet the what ifs and don't forgets that are keeping me up. I initially tried using my Bose noise canceling headphones, but they're bulky, so I couldn't fall asleep on my side like I like to. And like Paul likes me to, because when I fall asleep on my back wearing the Bose bulky headphones, my snoring is straight up bonkers. So I bought the headband thing and I listened to something 
trivial like NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me or QI's No Such Thing as a Fish. I'm interested, but I'm not trying to be, you know, remembering things, retaining the information. I set the sleep timer to 15 or 30 minutes so it turns off on its own. I also change the speed from 2x where I listen to podcasts during the day to 1x or normal speed so it's more calming. The next couple gifts are food related. Early in our marriage, funds were super short and for part of our Christmas present, my mother-in-law loaded my husband and me plus two big coolers in her car and took us to the grocery store. I wanted to absolutely cry. While part of me wanted to not need this gift, I had to acknowledge that was just false pride. We sure needed it, and it was a gift that kept giving to us far into January. The other food-related gift idea is one that we gave last year to our youngest. He loves, loves, loves my husband's meatloaf and is starting to cook more for himself and his girlfriend in their place. Last year, we gave him a special meatloaf pan. It Basically, you put the loaf and then you can lift the loaf out and the grease stays in the bottom. So we bought him a special meatloaf pan and then we wrote out the recipe and we had two pounds of frozen ground beef already in the freezer. So we pulled that out and then we just added the rest of the groceries that he needed to make the meatloaf. So instead of just giving him the loaf, which was the original idea, now he has a nice pan that he can use for years to come. A couple of other ideas that have been popular over the years are nice exercise socks, a myofascial release tool called the stick, and a foam roller. The first two would make great stocking stuffers as well. Now onto the second dimension, mental well-being. As a reminder, the components are relationship, time management, hobbies, contribution, and rest. I think hobbies are the easiest gifts to support. Buy a quilter fabric or a knitter yarn or a painter some canvases or a gardener plants. If you want to support them, but you don't know bats from batiks, I like a gift card for their hobbies. Obviously, a place like Michael's will have a gift card, but you can also ask at mom and pop shops too. I worked out a scenario with my local yarn shop to pay for knitting lessons for my mother-in-law. I paid as if I were buying anything else in the shop and made a little Word document on the computer telling her we're going to go for a knitting afternoon. We doubled down by going to brunch first and letting our husbands tag along. Then we dropped them off at the coffee shop across the street from the yarn shop with their computers. They picked us up a couple hours later and oohed and awed over all of our knits and pearls. Gift giving can of course be a way to express gratitude, love, appreciation for all kinds of relationships in your life teachers and support staff, to family members and friends, hairstylists, trash collectors, and more. I want to float the idea, though, that just because you have a relationship with someone does not mean that you have to give them a gift. I have only recently started giving my hairstylist a gift because it's been in the last four to five years that it felt right. And even then, it's cash. It's not a mug that I buy in bulk for, you know, service gifts or food that I make for the person that might not want it or have allergies, give the gift the person wants, not what's convenient for you. Along the lines of relationships, let's talk about those teen years, the gift card years, right? I know they are not as fun as the wow gifts they got as school-age kids. There can be ways to maybe make it a bit more personal, though. 
When we were teenagers, we would go clothes shopping with our mom and lo and behold, a few of the items we begged for and were denied would show up under the tree. My niece is super into music right now, so we gifted her a Spotify subscription. Another way to potentially make boring to you gift cards more fun is to jazz up the wrapping. Instead of an envelope with a card announcing Spotify, I'm going to wrap up a scroll in a giant box with a couple bricks in it to weigh it down. Maybe throw her off a little bit. Or you could make a scavenger hunt. One year, we made custom scratch-off tickets to reveal an experience. I think we did that through an Etsy shop, so I'll find that and link it in the show notes. On to the third dimension, environmental surroundings, where the components are digital and physical clutter, media, and rest. Obviously, the Spotify membership could fit in here too. I see us gifting our young adults a year of Netflix or another streaming service once they're not using our account anymore. Maybe you have an elder relative that you want to gift Amazon Prime membership for TV and free shipping to make shopping easier for them. The component of media has all kinds of options. This might be the year you allow a teen or tween to have a certain social media. You can pay for a year of Patreon for a gift recipient who supports an artist on that platform. One gift that falls into the declutter category is a household item that my mother-in-law recommended. Side note, she really, she really is as great as she sounds in this episode. She is a real gift. But the item she recommended is a soap dispenser thing for our kitchen. The pain point we had is the soap thing attached to our sink had a really small reservoir, so we were always having to fill it up. Then I would fill it too fast because I'm very impatient, and it would overflow, but not, but like not actually be full because of physics or something. Or Paul would not have time to fill it while he was cooking, so the giant Costco refill bottle would just sit on the counter. Or we'd have a standoff because I was convinced I had done the refill for the previous eternity and Paul wouldn't care. So it never actually got refilled. This soap thing that I'm going to link to in the show notes is think of a tube and a top. So the top thing attaches under your sink. The tube goes down to the giant refill. So the small reservoir that goes into the pump is attached to the hose that goes to the giant refill. hope that's clear. I'll link it so you can see how it works. But the deal is it goes straight from the giant bottle to the pump that you access outside of the sink. This way we only have to change the giant bottle every few months rather than fight over the reservoir thing every 10 days or so. Before we wrap up, I want to talk strategy for a little bit. Consider these your gifts to yourself. Here are a few tools or strategies we've adopted in our family to help make gifts and gift giving more sustainably productive. This break is brought to you by you. Thank you for hitting play on this episode. I know you have so many choices of podcasts and I appreciate you listening to this one. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, share, and leave a five-star review. The more you share the messages about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Now back to the show. All right, on to some strategy. First, give people what they want. This means you give the boy the hunting blaze orange gear he wants, not what you think he should want or what you want him to want. Same with the girl, the the makeup palette that she wants, even though you haven't worn makeup since Obama went gray. 
In order to do this, I encourage slash force, force the kids to create Amazon wish lists. This also makes it easier to share ideas when you have three or four other family members asking for gift ideas for the kids. Next, and we'll call this one 1B because the flip side is true too. Keep an Amazon wish list or wherever you want. It doesn't have to be Amazon, but keep a wish list for yourself. The key is that it needs to have links. If I tell my husband I would like a stiletto for my next quilting project, I can guarantee you he will have zero idea what to get. If I send him a link, it's a slam dunk. Ask for what you want. And I hear your protests through the magic of podcast land. If they knew me, they'd know what I want. That is some hallmark junk. Ask for what you want. Be specific. Here is the difference. Paul should know because I love reading that he should get me books for Christmas. Here's another version. Paul knows I love reading and should go to my to-be-read list on Goodreads and pick a couple from the 750 books I have listed. Or, here's the best option, Paul will buy some or all of the list of five books I send him from my to-be-read list. The first two have a lot of shoulds involved. The last option is where Sue is a little happy reader in front of the fire on Christmas afternoon. The second tool we use in our gift giving is a spreadsheet. We talked about real me and ideal me in episode 39 about sustainably productive holidays. Ideal me would remember each gift that we got throughout the years to avoid purchasing the same thing year over year. Or ideal me would remember if it's tradition tradition year over year, what we did and that we wanted to keep it. More on that in a second. But that's not my reality. Real me has one gift giving file and each year it's a new tab. This is critical for me because both kids plus Paul have their birthday in December. Both kids are actually the week before Christmas. I coordinate their birthday, Christmas, and Santa from me, their grandma, and my sister's family. That's a lot of moving parts, especially when the kids were younger and the toys were less expensive. Because if the budget was $50, maybe that might be three items just for their birthday. And then you have Christmas and Santa on top of that. It got chaotic, to say the least. A spreadsheet saved me so many times. It allowed me to shop throughout the year also because I don't have to remember what I bought. I have it all written down. I also used to put on that spreadsheet where I stored the gift also because I would lose gifts. Before I get to the last strategy, I wanted to repeat that this is not for little ears. Now is the time to put the earbuds in again if you've had to take them out. I'm going to talk about having traditions with older kids. I was sad after the no Santa thing was out of the bag. I also knew the kids were worried that they would lose Santa gifts altogether once they admitted they knew about Santa. Seeing the writing on the wall, I had a couple things in mind to help us with all the transition. I can't remember how old they were, but the Christmas that we became non-believers. Before we opened presents on that Christmas morning, I made a little speech about how putting away the tradition of Santa as we know it and starting new things that we could not do when they were little. And starting that year, each kid got a lottery scratch-off ticket and an ornament from our travels that year so they can start to build their own collection for their own home someday. The idea was that they would get to leave and have their own place. That was appealing. 
to the eye-rolling teens and tweens we had at the time, as was the idea that rule follower Sue was allowing them to gamble underage, (laughs) those scratch-off tickets were a hit. And especially because I promised that they could keep whatever they scratched off. All you moms crying about the impending unveiling of Santa news, be heartened that you can start new traditions that will be just as meaningful as eating cookies and putting out reindeer poop to keep the magic alive. We even have the young adults posing the elf on the shelf around the house. The elf might be a little less wholesome these days, but it's a million more times fun than sitting up bolt right in bed at 2 a.m. because you forgot to move that little bastard. That is a wrap on the guide to gifts and gift getting. Get it? The wrap, right? Like wrap a gift? It's good, right? That's your that's another gift. A little pun. Thank you for your time today. Until we meet next week, remember to create results in a way that you can sustain and that are productive for you. It is truly the best gift you can give yourself. You have just listened to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. If you liked what you heard, you might like what you read. Come to SustainableSue.com to read more and subscribe to have the weekly message sent to your inbox. You can also get show notes, including links to things discussed in the episode there. SustainableSue.com Consider sharing this episode with a friend. The more you share the message about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Keep going, friends. As Devin Durant says, small efforts sustained over time can produce significant results. Have a good week.